This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to the Paddock in the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. So the journey is part of the the experience of the Birdsville races. and It's the journey, as Gary Brook, the Birdsville Race Club Vice President, says. And our Road to Birdsville podcast begins with two locals, Don Rowlands, a counsellor, and Donald Dodd, a contractor. Don Rowlands has probably the longest memory of anyone who has been to Birdsville races. My first memory of, of the Birdsville races is back in about 1957 when me and my family, you know, an Aboriginal family, uh, and because we didn't have cars and the uh, racetrack was, uh, you know, 10 miles out of town to, to the west, and uh, the only way we could get there was to go down to the pub and hang around there until the publican, who was taking out a load of beer and other uh, alcoholic beverages for the meeting, and he let us all get on the back of his Blitz buggy truck. And I remember going out, and the old people, they've already had a couple, and they were fighting among themselves, and we were all worried about getting chucked off, you know, thrown off the back of the truck, but... My, that was my first memory of uh, attending a Birdsville races way back in 1957. It must have changed a lot since then. Yes, and I think the 1957, I'll stand corrected, was probably the last race on that western side of Birdsville, and they moved to the, uh, you know, now on the eastern side, and... Uh, they shut it down for a few years and it restarted again in 1966. And I was pretty involved with, with you know, that getting, the, getting it all ready. You must be one of the, uh, have some of the longest memories of the race going back to 1957. I think I would be, yeah. And I know, I remember going to it and I remember the old people having a bit of a barney on the back of the truck and there was no sides on it. But uh, we got there, okay, and and, you know, because they joined in the joined in the uh, the partying and 
it was the same thing coming back. But us kids, we, uh, you know, we we uh, we were brought up to be uh, able to deal with situations such as that, and just it was part of our life back then. So it didn't bother us too much. So Donald, how big is Birdsville? What's the population? Uh, birds will probably be about a hundred, uh, hundred and uh, twenty, maybe if that. And what? Um, what's in Birdsville? Oh, we got a um, um, hotel, a uh, couple shops, and a post office, and that. A caravan park. They got a um, info info center, a school, and school, and that there. But it's pretty small. It's it's pretty small, yeah. But um, when they have their shows and that, she she expands. <laughs> what does Birdsville races mean to Birdsville? Well, it means a lot. It's been it's been going on going now for for a fair while. Um, yeah, it means a lot. Um, also for the town and that there. Get a um, get a heap of people. Get a heap of people around, something different, you know, each year. So it's, it's how, good. And how much are you looking forward to the Birdsville races on the 2nd and 3rd of September? Oh, I'm looking forward to it, mate. It, it'd be a good day to go out and um, enjoy a good day. Hopefully it's good weather. It's um, good weather. Hopefully the wind's not not blowing too much. So, so yeah, no, I'm looking forward to take the family out there and have a good family day at the races. and. Um, yeah, looking to see a lot of a lot of faces. <laughs> and what's it like to be there on race day? Oh, it's busy. It's fairly busy. It's good, um, especially being at the racetrack. It's um, it's good fun. It's you don't get to see it, see it every day. But um, coming out here and watching the horses gallop around on a dirt track, um, uh, it's good fun. Good fun. Um, and people that haven't seen it before travel out to see it. It's um, yeah, it's it's good for them as well. You know. It must be odd to see so many people in Birdsville because you know we're getting thousands of people as opposed to just over a hundred. Yeah, that's right. You know, from a hundred to to a few thousand, it's it's unreal. Like the amount of amount of people you see around the town to compared to seeing you know one or two people walking around the streets. If that, you mightn't even see anybody some days. <laughs> Every year at the beginning of September. Birdsville becomes a buzzing town in outback Queensland. It's a long way from anywhere, but a great place to be. Gareth Davis hails from Bridgend, South Wales, and moved to Australia 40 years ago, chasing waves. He's a mad keen surfer and, of course, likes rugby. This is his story. So, Gareth, how far are you away from Birdsville and what was the inspiration to go to Burrsville races? So I'm 17.51.750 kilometres um, from Birdsville. That's Aladala to Birdsville. That's the information by Google Maps. Uh, the inspiration is it caught my attention 30 years ago. And um, as perhaps people in the UK wouldn't appreciate, but this is on Australia's 100 um top bucket list items um it's iconic birdsville i think it's the most remote race meeting in australia and 
you've got to cover hundreds and hundreds of kilometers. Probably, I, I don't know exactly, I haven't really calculated, but it must be about 600 of kilometers of dirt from, from Quilpy to get to Birdsville. And um, it's an incredible party. There's a lot that goes on there. Um, apart from the racing, there's entertainment, there's dancing, there's music, there's the famous Fred Brophy's boxing tent, which is unique in its um, uh, own right. And, and yeah, every look, you've only got to speak to somebody that's been there or somebody that knows someone that's been there. And it's just a once, a once in a lifetime. When did you decide in 2022 that you were going to, to make the journey to Birdsville? We well, look as everybody around the world has had the same kind of problems. Um, COVID had caused chaos with travel plans and organizing holidays and even work. You know, businesses being infected. You've got the same problem in the UK, shortages of staff, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I actually went up the Udna Data Track in in April May, which was um, a, a 25 day uh, journey, which which I organized. And people couldn't come and had to cry off. Even my wife had to leave early and fly home because we run a business and, and, and there were business problems um, with staff. So I said, hey, let's look, this has all gone pear shaped. Let's go to Birdsville. And everybody said, yeah, yeah, let's go to Birdsville. And of course, what's happened is the same people that were coming on the last trip. Still got business problems. I've had to pull out. My wife has had to pull out. I won't go into that. But again, it's it's business and staff related uh, due to COVID and staff shortages. And I thought, I've waited 30 years to do this. I'm going. So I'm actually going solo. I'm meeting a guy from Aladala who's coming down from the Northern Territory. But I'm going solo. And, and cleverly, towns on the way to Birdsville organize events. So in Quilpie, there's a street party on Tuesday night. And then in Windora, they have the famous Yabby races on the Wednesday night. And then I'll arrive in um, Birdsville on the Thursday to participate in, in the race weekend. Yeah, and I'm speaking to you here on uh, Friday afternoon, your time in Australia, the 26th of August. And uh, how far have you travelled already to uh, on the way to Birdsville? Well, I actually leave at 6, six o'clock tomorrow morning, which is the 27th, Saturday the 27th. Um, I'm taking um, five days, five driving days to get there. So, you know, it's not just about getting to Birdsville, um, but it's about enjoying all the scenery and the wildlife and, and, and the unique towns you go through and their hospitality. And, um, yeah, look, I think the most important part of any, any travel, any trip is the journey. Um, often the journey is, is as exciting as getting to the destination. So I always, um, I, I love the planning, the preparation, planning the logistics, how I'm going to do things. I mean, obviously for outback travel in Australia, I've got a, a, a fully uh, tricked up four-wheel drive, so to speak. Um, and I'm also a member of the Land Cruiser Club. So I have experience in in uh, remote travel, four-wheel drive travel, outback travel. And uh, yeah, yeah, you can't take on these trips lightly. A car needs to be well prepared. Um, driving on dirt on corrugations in the outback with um, big road trains and wildlife. Um, it's not to be taken lightly. And then if things go pear shape, you need to know how to fix punctures and how to recover yourself and use recovery gear and help others, etc. Yeah, I don't think I'd be very good at, at all those sort of things. Uh, 
uh, Gareth. How comfortable are you about um, uh, the being on your own in the evenings? Well, well you, the idea is you don't drive after um, after dark because there are too many problems with with, with wildlife. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about the trip itself um, as uh, traveling solo, but also quietly confident as well. But um, yeah, look, it, it, it's more of um, an extreme uh, type of travel. You know, you're not you're not driving up the M1 or down the M4. Oh, they, they can they can they can have their their challenges going up the M1 and the M4, uh, but not quite not quite the same ones. Different different kind of challenges, yeah, sure. Yeah. So when are you planning to get to Birdsville? Because racing there starts on Friday, September the second. Yeah, I I plan to arrive there on Thursday. Um, I'm not actually attending racing on my way to uh, Birdsville, but I will attend the race meeting in Birdsville. I've got tickets to the track on the um, Saturday, so very much looking forward to that. I'm not really a punter or a gambler. But I love live horse racing. I've experienced it a couple of times, and they have, I'm sure you'd be aware, Stephen, they have picnic races here and country race meetings, which are uh, really good fun. Um, not top-level racing, but it's just the atmosphere and, and the crack and the frivolity. And, and uh, you know, they're, they're, these are lesser-known jo- jockeys trying to make their way, and, and it's a whole heap of fun. And when you get to Birdsville, what, sh- what accommodation have you got arranged? At the track. Uh, I'm in a tent. I, I, I'm uh, in a, a, a little two-man tent. Um, they um, have an area called the common where people um, just set up and you can have campfires and people will be in caravans and swags and camper trailers and little tents like me. And I dare say there'll be a few um, so inebriated they'll be sleeping out in the open also. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure you'll have a great time. You must really be looking forward to uh, to actually getting there. But as you say, the journey is, so everyone keeps saying that, is part of Birdsville races. Yeah, a big part of it. You know, you're, going, you're going to remote outback. Um, you're going to the edge of the Simpson Desert. Um, yeah, it, it is just absolutely unique. I, you know, after I did, I did my first... Believe it or not, I did my first true outback trip in 2018. Now, they say the outback is a place in the heart, but I think sort of topographically, if you like, it's it's where the red dirt starts, and the red dust is incredible. It's like talcum powder, and it just it it's when you experience it for the first time, and it grabs you. You, you'll just keep going back. You'll keep going back forever. And, and, and the contrast of the red dust against uh, green foliage and, and bomber blue skies and parrots and budgerigars, uh, it, it's just amazing. Just amazing. Well, have a fantastic uh, trip to Birdsville. Enjoy the racing, uh, Gareth. Hopefully you might even meet up with another fellow Welshman out there. You never know. They well, get everywhere. You, 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 you never know. I, I, People come from from everywhere, and and that's the thing they say about the Birdsville races is that the uh, the friendship and 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 you know I won't be on my own. I mean I'm meeting a friend anyway, but everybody is is very social and friendly, and and it'll be um, it'll be uh, um, a lot of fun. For photographer and videographer Sharon Lee Chapman, the summer of 2022 
will be her sixth trip to the outback town. Sharon lives on the Gold Coast, 1,800 kilometres from Birdsville. The journey, the the things that happen along the way that you can't anticipate. Um, I was there in 2016 when the floods hit, so the whole town was inundated with water. Um, you were cut off. So if you'd made it to town, you couldn't get out. So that was um, that was a bit interesting, but the pub didn't run out of beer, so that was the main thing that people were worried about. <laughs> How much are you looking forward to going to the Birdsville races, Sharon? It's just the highlight of my year. It's uh, just something that I look forward to every year. We count down the days, and the last two years has been obviously we thought we might be going last year, but then it got cancelled again quite late in the proceedings. So uh, it's been a long time between uh, drinks at the Birdsville pub. Why do you do it? I just think, um, look, from an adventure point of view, there is nothing like it. But also from a photography point of view, uh, there's so many completely iconic elements as a photographer. Uh, For example, I don't know anywhere else in the world that you can go up in a helicopter and I'm talking a muster helicopter, so you've got no doors and you can literally hang out of the helicopter during the races and follow the field around from the starting gate to the finish line in a helicopter photographing and that in itself. And, you know, there's like 60, 70 kilometre winds and the helicopter's banking left and right and you try not to fall out and you're too scared to check your seatbelt in case you actually accidentally undo it. But it's that moment of sort of a little bit of fear because you are in a you know, a helicopter that's, that's going at speed quite low. Um, but there's just so many amazing elements, the dust. You, know, you just don't know what you're going to get there. And it's, I think from a photography point of view, it's one of those race meetings that I map out, okay, race one, this is where I'm going to shoot and I have a vision in my head of, you know, what sort of images I want rather than just, you know, when you're at a normal race meeting, you're very much stuck at the finish line because you the story is the, you know, is the winner. But at Birdsville, you know, the story is the horses coming out of the gates with the dust flying or them coming around the home turn and there's so much more to it. So I think from a photography point of view, it's it's photography heaven to to go out there, you know, in that beautiful sort of desert light and it's it's really amazing. And what about the journey and the accommodation and all those sort of things? Well, um, I've gone, had all different types of accommodation. My first year I was in a tent, which, uh, so they have this thing called Tent City, basically, that um, it's a hire company that, that comes in and just puts up tents and you can just come into Bursal and just your tent's already put up for you. You don't have to worry. But that was my first year which was a real challenge keeping your, your gear safe and because there's a lot of dust, obviously, that gets into your cameras and trying to charge things from a, from a tent was, was a challenge. And then I sort of moved up to Birdsville providing me some um, accommodation that they kind of have a little bit of a media centre. But this year I've bought a motorhome and we're going to attempt it um, on the rough roads in a Toyota Coaster converted motorhome with a flat towing a little Suzuki Vitara four-wheel drive 
So that's going to be uh, a little bit of a different challenge this year. We're going to just go on bush camps or have no power or anything. We're fully off-grid. We've got solar and everything. So it'll be quite a different experience um, doing it this year. And you're taking some puppies with you as well, aren't you? Uh, two Jack Russell uh, puppies, very naughty puppies. Well, they'll keep you busy, won't they? They will. <laughs> and what's it like on race day? You've told me about, you know, as a photographer, but actually as a, as a spectator. Uh, look, there's some there's some elements of me that would just love to, to be a spectator and just watch it all, but uh, there's so much going on that you want to capture and remember and, and all of that. So I think as a photographer, you... You're trying to be a bit of a spectator and take it all in, but you also got to capture those moments as well. Um, that's why this year I've sort of added in a bit more video element uh, to what we're doing so that we can, you know, look back on these amazing experiences we have there and who knows what we'll find along the way. Well, I hope you have a fantastic time. And uh, and you don't get too, well, I say don't get too dusty, but everyone gets too dusty, don't they? Yeah, that's part of it part of the adventure my two favorite carnivals in the world is birdsville and cheltenham oh right you couldn't get more different could you (laughs) cheltenham in the freezing cold like winter raining jumps to desert covered in flies hot it's definitely different to cheltenham sharon i wonder how her two jack russell puppies get on we will find out later in this podcast Meanwhile, Andrew Redston has used the trip to Birdsville to recharge his batteries. I spoke to Andrew soon after he had arrived in Birdsville. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Why did you decide to make the journey to Birdsville? Well, I mean, as I said, I've been wanting to come up to the races for a long, long time. It's just one of these bucket list things that you need to tick off. Um, and I needed to get away from where I was for, for the for the time, given that my wife had just passed and I just wanted to get out and uh, refresh, recharge the batteries. So that's pretty much what, what we've done. Races was a good idea to get up here and, and carry on. I don't mind a beer with the lads. <laughs> it's a bit early at the moment, but wouldn't put it past us. Um, so just wanted to get to the races, have some fun. I've done about 8,000 K so far. 8,000? About that, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're pretty close to it. Um, so we, I, I hugged the coast, coastline a little bit on the way through and then went then went inland. So I went from beach to bush to to, to the desert, I suppose, in, in one sense. Um, went up through to Ayers Rock, Kings Canyon. West McDonald Ranges, um, up through to Devil's Marbles, Tanner Creekway, across to Mount Isa, and then down to Winton, Longreach, Windora, and now we're in Birdsville. So you've taken the, the, the very much the scenic route from where you live in uh, Victoria then? Um, yeah, pretty much. There was lots of, I really didn't have too, much, too many destinations planned, with, with the exception to um, Uluru and, and here. The rest of it, 
sort of just driven around, took the swag off the roof and went into a caravan park and, and started to have, have a chat with a few people. What's the experience been like um, travelling that um, far on your own? There's lots of people out here that are doing it. I'm not the, I'm not the only one. There's, there's young couples, there's single people, there's old people, um, all sorts of ages, demographics from all over the place that are nomadic. They jump in their car and they're doing exactly the same thing. Watching Dave eat, eat sausages and and eggs I've just cooked him for breakfast. He was from the UK. You know? He's travelling around on his own, left the girlfriend at home. He's come out and have a few froffies with the lads. The people you've met on the way are not all heading towards Birdsville, though. Yeah, we're sitting around camp now having brekkie and a coffee. No, but the people... Not everyone. No, people you've yeah, met on the way. Come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not everybody's on the way. Um, it's coming here. There's some that have packed up this morning and have left. They want to get out before the party starts. It's going to get too busy. Um, everyone got their own destination to, to go around the place. Now mine, now mine's been a, a journey, I suppose, to um, um, rediscover where I'm at, pretty much, from, from a personal point of view. Just given all the crap that I've been through over the last five or six years with, with my wife and so forth, and her passing away. So this is a recharge of batteries for me and then go home refreshed and start again, I guess. Do you think that that the journey is, has and is continuing to help you in, in that regard? Because it must it sounds like you've had a difficult time over the last few years. Journey certainly has helped, yeah. I feel like I'm fifty seven, I feel like I'm thirty again. This is it's just been awesome to come out here and do do all this sort of stuff. It's something I've never done before. But it's certainly some something I'll I'll do again in the future. It's it's been great. I mean, these distances are so, are so vast for, for us here in the UK. On the journey, have you met some of the Birdsville roadies on the way with their stickers on the vans and their cars? Yeah, as, as we got closer, um, you could start to see all the stickers on the cars and everyone has a bit of a, a toot in the car and you know, if they've stopped at a server or a truck stop to have a coffee or whatever, everybody just goes up and says good day because we're all going to the same destination. Not everybody's got stickers on their cars, but um, you know, there's, there's people with um, you know they're coming in teams and they dress up in their in their little git you know uniforms and what have you, just just for a bit of fun. Um, uh, it's it's a good way to, to identify someone coming to the races with the, with the roadie stickers, so it's a good idea. And you've now arrived in Birdsville. It's Monday morning in. In Birdsville, as as I'm talking to you, what's the atmosphere like there now, and how many people are there in Birdsville? Well, we're in a. I'm in the caravan park. Um, it's I, I got here a few days early for um, to, just to make sure I got set up and everything like that, and get fuel. Over the next couple of days, this place will be will be full. So probably around Wednesday, it'll um it'll start to fill up. It's lots of vacant spots at the moment, and you have got the town common, which is just. Um, another camping area just down the road, so that was starting to fill up yesterday as well. But I, I'm not sure that I'm not sure how many people are going to get there. They're estimating five, seven thousand. So that's that's a significant number for a, for a tiny town. It certainly is a town that's got a population of verging on about a hundred. How much are you looking forward, Andrew, to the races? Pretty much, like I said, it's a, a bucket thing for me to tick off, and I. I'm really looking forward to it. We're four days out. I think races start on Friday and the Cup's on Saturday. Um, just getting there and the, the whole atmosphere is 
is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. I'm pretty excited, like a kid um, before before Christmas. That's how well, excited I am. It's a long way to go to the races, uh, eight thousand uh, kilometres, and uh, I hope you have a fantastic two days at the races and the build up to the races, and then you've got the journey journey back as well. Yeah, it'll take me about. Uh, I'm going to take about a week to get home. If I if I drove straight, I'd, I'd be home in two and a half, three days. But um, it's not what I want to do. But once I leave here, I've always wanted to drive the Birchville track. So I'll do that on the way out, uh, which is about 500-odd k's. And I'll stay in Maree for the night. And I might work my way down to Broken Hill or Mildura, Echuca. And then, uh, then I'll be home the following weekend. So all, all in total, I'll be six and a half weeks away, just traveling around. It's pretty cool. I would run into a bloke, the, you know, Fred Brophy last night, the boxing man one that does the roaming boxing tent always wanted to meet him as well he we was sitting there having a beer in the pub and he walks up and sits with us and you can't buy that stuff you know he was just telling some stories and um got us got some photos all that sort of stuff it was great it was good you know so they're, they're, they're experiences that you take away um and i'm glad i met him you know it's just another bloke but it's good it was good to meet him well, thank you very much. I, I hope that um, the journey and the races, journey there and the journey back, is a great help to you. It sounds like it um, is an experience you've uh, wanted to do for a long time and uh, hoping it's um, helping you after a difficult period in your life. Yeah, yeah I think it is, Steve. It, it, um, I feel I'm feeling refreshed, even when I, if I wake up and hang out the next morning, it's, you still wake up with a smile on your face. You know, and I'll go home and I'll I'll dust myself off and um, get up and have another go. I'll be back up here another day. I'll, I'll certainly come back. But, you know, I need to go home and go back to work and see my family, pat, pat my dog, and then uh, get back to work, you know. But and do you, you like everyone the needs races? a break. And do you like oh, the races? Them. You do like the yeah, races? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The atmosphere you got. We, we went to the Batuta races the other day. That was a sensational day. Tony, the bookie, he, he, he lost his shirt. <laughs> Given his money away, he was. So he's not a bad bookie. He's here having a coffee with us now. That with Phil. Um, race is good. Good for the soul. As long as there's a racetrack and some beer and a, you know, a few titties hanging around, everyone's happy. Well, enjoy your breakfast and I hope you back the winner in the cup. Yeah, no worries. My thoughts are with Andrew, who I know is already having a great time in Birdsville, and met up with cup-winning jockey Brooke Richardson, who features in part three, episode 150 of The Paddock and the Pavilion. Sharon has now arrived in Birdsville. Let's find out about her journey and how her two Jack Russells have behaved on the trip. Uh, The puppies were very good, but we did have a bit of a misadventure. On day one, we uh, got a rock um, that went into the windscreen, caused a bit of a chip, which ordinarily wouldn't be a problem because you just, you know, get it fixed then and there. But seeing we were in the middle of nowhere, we had a choice of going 50Ks back the opposite direction or 140Ks forward, which we decided to do, and then we were pretty much just watching the crack get bigger and bigger. So we were told that we'd need a windscreen replacement, which would take 12 days to arrive um, because we were so remote. 
So um, Mark, my lovely partner, got on YouTube and found a quick fix for a windscreen which involved uh, drilling with a glass um, drill bit um, through the windscreen where the ends of the cracks were to stop it and doing a windscreen repair on the rest. So uh, we managed to get here without the windscreen cracking any further. Oh, so he's got another so, job now. He can be a windscreen repairer. I think so. I think so. So, yeah, we had a few moments where we thought we were going to be derailed on on day one, which would have been a bit uh, horrible to have to go back to Gold Coast without having made it here. But, yeah, onwards and upwards. We've had a few near misses with uh, kangaroos. Uh, the puppies went crazy when they saw kangaroos hopping across the road in front of us. So, yeah. Uh, that was that was a bit of a challenge, but we made it after four days on the road, twenty one hundred kilometres. What were the nights like? Uh, one night was really really cold, freezing, um, and the puppies stole most of the dinner. So, um, Mark, Mark and I were so cold we were fighting over one of the puppies for warmth. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's been pretty good. Nice. Nice sunsets, lots of flies uh, in Burswell, but it's pretty good. The weather's good, probably 25, 26. And have you seen any of the Birdsville roadies on the way? Um, we've seen a few of them. I went sort of hunting for some today, so I managed to, to see a few, but we didn't really see any on the way because we went a slightly different route, a longer route to avoid the dirt. Um, we only had about 40, 50 k's of dirt rather than 400 if we had gone the other way. But it was 500 k's longer trip doing it the way we did. So after four days, you're now in Birdsville and, and all set up for the races on Friday? Uh, yep, we did a morning of track work. Uh, we've gone out to Big Red, which is the big sand dunes. Um, we went out there this morning. And, uh, yeah, we had a lot of fun out there and track work again in the morning and Thursday, try and uh, capture some people. The town is very slowly filling up, but I think after tomorrow it'll fill up a bit more now that road's reopened. So, uh, yeah, they're expecting six or 7,000 probably. Well, thanks very much for joining me and uh, have a fantastic uh, two days uh, racing. Thank you very much. And by the way, what's the names of the, the names of these two puppies? We must get them mentioned on the on the podcast as oh, well. Oh yes, because they've got their own Instagram page. Um, Kenny and Kerbin. Their own Instagram page. Oh, they've got many followers. So no, not yet. But maybe your show can help get some followers for Kenny and Kerbin. Well, let's try anyway. Thanks yeah. very much. Okay. Thanks. Sounds like an exciting journey for Sharon, Mark. Kenny and Kerbin. Thanks to everyone who has made this podcast possible. Gary Brook, Don Rowlands, Donald Dodd, Gareth Davis, Sharon Lee Chapman and Andrew Redston. Not forgetting Kenny and Kerbin. Our final word goes to Councillor Don Rowlands to find out what Birdsville Races means to the town. And what does what does the Birdsville race meeting mean to the community of Birdsville and financially as well? 
Yeah, I think what the Birdsville races mean to the people of Birdsville and surrounding districts is it's time for us all to come together and uh, have a catch-up, have a few beers, although that's a lot harder today with, uh, you know, our uh, crowd numbers from 300, 400 to now, you know, the five or 6,000. So uh, we have to meet uptown and have our own little, you know, catch-up and a few drinks. But, yeah, it's a good thing for Brazil financially, you know, economically, all the businesses do well, and I think, it's things like the Birdsville races and other other events that this town successfully, you know, gets to gets going every year, which helps the Birdsville uh, township and all the all the other towns leading to it. And as a, and as a working councillor, you must look forward to the the two days racing, well, the the period before the racing and the two days racing very much. Yeah, as a councillor and part of the Diamantina Shire Council. Uh, myself and my colleagues, including the mayor, we have we've got to uh, have a look at uh, you know make sure that all the camps are ready, you know the tracks have been track graded so that people have have a track to follow to find a camp, and uh, and uh, you know put up the welcome signs and and start spruiking you know on the radios about the upcoming event, which is the, I think it's the 140th year this year. So I am an my wife and I, we're both life members, so we we you know love the love the racing because being a life member means a lot to us. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the Pad and Pav. Don't forget, if you like the show, please do leave us a rating and review. Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.